Hello and welcome to... It's on Broadway! Welcome to episode four of Two Beards on Broadway. This week we are talking all things Dear Evan Hansen. And joining me as usual is my co-host Matthew. Hi everyone. And Maddie, our special guest. Hello. Thanks for having me. Well, it's no problem. We like having guests on the show. It saves people from getting bored from mine and Matthew's voices. Okay. So, if this is your first time tuning in, Two Beards on Broadway is simply a show where we discuss everything musical theatre. We have a bit of a laugh, we do a bit of a quiz, um, we choose our best songs, we rate the musicals, and we have a bit of fun. So it's all thing Broadway, all thing West End, all things theatre. Um, and this week, our choice is Dear Evan Hansen, an absolute incredible music, uh, music musical um, that has only recently kind of found fame. Um, and won six Tony Awards very recently as well um, and this was chosen by me so it was my choice um, so how we like to kick things off on our podcast is we like to start, start off by talking about the plot we'll introduce some of the characters some of the themes that are talked about in the show and kind of have a run with that for a little while and maybe we might even bore you to death or make you laugh I don't know we'll try our best so the plot I think there's n no person better to give a, a little brief summary of the plot than our special guest Maddie, who is a fan of Dear Evan Hansen, so take it away. No pressure then. Nope, not at all. Um, basically, there is this uh, young boy who um, has a friend, or a friend, who has unfortunately uh, passed, and wants to create a campaign and show support and just tell people that you shouldn't forget them because they've already passed and it comes into a really it turns into a really big thing of like not forgetting like people who have unfortunately gone and yeah you go through his like life with his relationship with his mom and his how his dad has unfortunately left him um but you gather all these relationships together and it's so lovely and the fact that um he uh oh, do you know what i gone blank but <laughs> it's just such a lovely show honestly i'm just i'm like no it's fine i think you've covered almost all the pillars haven't you you've covered almost all the pillars it is i mean just for people who are listening on the podcast because we do obviously put this on youtube as well now um but on the podcast when um, Maddie said friend, basically um, Connor who dies is not actually Evan's friend. He just pretends to be his friend. Um, so it's a very interesting situation where he pretends to be someone's yeah. friend who dies. Um, and 
there's several motives as to why you could do it. I'm sure we'll go into that in this podcast about why he may pretend to be Connor's friend. But we'll obviously be discussing that later. As always, I like to start off by discussing the start of the musical. So, uh, Dear Evan Hansen opens up with a beautiful scene. Um, it's actually a small little acting scene it starts off where Evan's kind of introduced on his laptop um, and he talks about when he met Zoe for the first time in his sweaty hands and it's hilarious, it's brilliant. And then it goes into the first song, um, which is called uh, Anybody Have a Map? Um, does anybody have a map? What does that song mean to you, Matthew? What, tell us a little bit about that song. What do you think the impact of that song is in the opening? Take it away. So, so this song for me is, I mean, it's not, for me, it's not as memorable as some of the other ones. Okay. Um, I sat and watched the show both yesterday night and today. Uh, you can find it on YouTube if you um, really look for it. Um, but it's not as memorable as some of the other songs. That's not to say it's a bad song. It's just some of the other ones are phenomenal. Um, and the music for this show really should be really really good no matter what you say about the story the music itself is great and everybody listening to it is going to have a great time uh, anyone got a map is one of those as well um, kind of this roadmap for life and basically he hasn't got a clue what he's doing um, and as it happens no one else around him does either yeah of course because it's, um, it's sung by um, his mum Heidi isn't it and it's there's a beautiful line in it that I love, um, which is she repeats the end of the line actually several times at the end of the song. But it's the line is because the scary truth is I'm flying blind, and I think that's a gorgeous lyric yeah. um, because it's basically it saying that there's no map, there's no way, no one knows how to be a mum, yeah. and you just kind of have to roll with it. And I think that's a kind of beautiful yeah. lyric yeah. Um, that that's in there. There's a sorry, go on, Maddie. Sorry, I was going to say the greatest thing about this song in particular compared to all of the others is the fact that you don't, other than I think one song uh, in the second act, this is the one song where you find like the uh, parent's perspective of the child yeah. and how they're dealing with how to look after their children um, without knowing the full story of what's going on in their lives and that is such, I think that is a great song to open up with because it looks a completely different perspective to how the musical is set for everyone else. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, it's also sung by, um, I forgot as well, it's also sung by Connor's mum, isn't it? It's like both mums, yes. isn't it? I forgot oh, that. Yeah. And I think it is important that actually it does start from that perspective because a lot of the musical is obviously from Evan's perspective and even some of the songs are in Evan's mind. And to have that song kind of gives you a little bit of a understanding to the background of how Evan is in the situation he's in and why he might be feeling so anxious about the world and feel awkward because yeah. he's got this situation where he's got a mum who doesn't really know what she's doing and she she says in that song as well I'm just pretending to know she says pretending to know she's just pretending she's to know what she's doing well. yeah so that's a great opener and then obviously things progress quite quickly um, Evan goes to school he bumps into Connor, um, who thinks he's kind of taking the mick with how awkward he is. 
because he's not actually taking the mic he's just very awkward is Evan as a character socially um, and so he throws him to the ground doesn't he um, and it kind of escalates from there and when he hits the ground that's when kind of the flagship song that became that was sung at the Tonys waving through a window starts um, and that song is incredible isn't it it's just amazing yeah this this is one of those songs that I was saying kind of from the opening song which in my mind is forgettable it's forgettable because this follows it yeah and waving through the window is just incredible for me this possibly is a stronger opening song mm-hmm. maybe yeah I could I, I could potentially see that being the opening song but again I, uh, like I mentioned about anybody um, does anybody have a map that's important to get that that perspective like Maddie was saying so I guess that different perspective and then it oh, is yes. obviously going to become central on Evan and Waving Through a Window I think is the perfect opening song for Evan's character because it starts him off by literally he um, but every sun doesn't rise and no one tells you where you went wrong like it's uh, it, it's like there's he, he's talking about literally there's no hope he's got no hope um, the sun won't rise yeah. nothing's going to get better and he doesn't know what he's done wrong like he just got thrown on the ground by Connor because he thought he was taking the piss out of him but he wasn't he just is a bit awkward so he doesn't even know what he's doing wrong um, yeah. it's also quite ironic yeah. as well it's a very good time to put it in, this, in the play because it's quite ironic because he doesn't know what he's doing wrong and then Connor obviously dies and then he lies which is doing something wrong so it's quite an ironic song to put also at the start because it's him talking about how do you ever really crash or even make a sound if you fall in the forest now if you take that that line and you say yeah. let's say that's actually a metaphor for Connor dying right do you ever really crash or even make a sound well he decides to make a sound he decides to pretend to be his friend so yeah. he's it's kind of a very good song to put at the start. I think that is such a good lyric. Exactly. Sorry? Yeah. It's such a good lyric, that uh, falling in the forest line. Yes. I really like that. Yeah. It, and obviously it plays on the old analogy of does a tree make a sound if it falls and no one hears yeah. it. Yeah, but of course. to take that and run it with the central theme of Conor Murphy's suicide and if nobody cares, does it matter almost? Yeah. And Evan Hansen, rightfully or wrongly, and we will discuss this, I am I'm sure, sure <laughs> um, he decides it does matter. Yeah. And a lot of the story revolves around that one moment where he decides it does matter. And it's a nice bit of foreshadowing for the rest of the musical, but I really like that one lyric. I do too. I think it's a great lyric. Anything you want to say on this, Maddie? Because it is a great song. I mean, I, I completely, I completely agree with all of that. Like, I, I don't really think there's anything else to add. <laughs> like, it's just you, you never really know what that person's going through until it's too late, I guess. And then you're really wondering how they felt, like leading up to it. And I feel like that song makes a huge impression on. That, like massive impression. So, well, I think that I, th I think that's a really good comment because I think one of the things that I love about the show is I think there's a real hidden theme about mental health. Um, yeah. it, it's always talking about how the characters are mentally, 
and to start off with does anybody have a map which talks about kind of the mental situation of the mothers it then goes on and tells you the mental situation of Evan which is really volatile as you, it's clearly you can clearly tell in um, waving through a window and it's it's I love the fact that the play isn't afraid to do that it isn't afraid to show how some of these characters are really struggling and they have some really dark thoughts like there's no hope and I, I don't even know what I'm doing wrong I'm just there's nothing to go for and it's also talking about suicide right because obviously not yet but literally the kind of the play progresses on this is kind of a good segue now to move on slightly but obviously the play progresses on and um, Connor goes and signs Evan's cast which was quite nice of him um, we'll talk about why Evan has his cast in, later on because he does start, he does actually mention it towards the end why he's in his cast properly. He makes up several stories in the in the play, but he signs his cast. You and say then, it's quite nice, but he does write it in massive, really obnoxious letters. Yes, that's true. Which is a nice throwaway joke, but yes. <laughs> And then obviously he finds the letter as well. There are people which is, in the next theatre that can read it. Yeah, he finds the letter as well, which I think is kind of the main important thing in that scene because the letter is yeah. um, obviously it's letter. I feel like that's where it goes downhill. Yeah, of course it is because that's the letter um, Evan writes to himself, and it talks about Zoe in that and how he likes her, um, and Connor thinks he's just taking the mick further and it he steals Zoe. it. Sorry. It was Zoe, Chris. Might have to oh, sorry, Zoe. Zoe's here. Connor's sister, who Evan has a crush on. Evan fancies Zoe. Always has fancied Zoe, and um, Evan's been told to write letters to himself to help with his mental health, to tell him how he's going to have a good day. And one of those things about having a good day is that he'll talk to Zoe, or he'll spend time with Zoe, um, and that's how he kind of thinks a good day will happen. So he's written that in and saying how nice Zoe is and how pretty she is. Connor finds the letter, and it's his sister. So he's not happy, he thinks he, Evan's taking the piss even more, takes the letter and goes away, and you never see Connor alive again. That is it. Because the next time we get a mention of Connor is yeah. obviously when um, he's taken to the principal's office and he, he's been told that he's dead and they found this letter in his pocket, which they presume is a suicide note for Evan. But it's not. It's... Yeah. It's not, is it? It's obviously the letter that uh, Evan wrote to himself. And then it kind of progresses on a little bit further and he's now randomly round at dinner with the, with the Murphy family. Um, and he's been told by his friend Jared, who basically he's let in on all this, that this suicide note, they believe it's suicide note, it's not, it was his. Jared knows everything. He's a family friend. He's not actually Evan's friend. Um, and although you could argue by the end of the play he is. And he sings this song doesn't he um which is kind of an imaginary day and times he spent with uh connor called for forever and it's it's a really weird one for me because the context of this song he's making up a fictional day that he and times and memories that he spent with this young kid who's now dead um but he's doing it that song he's singing for the mum for the father because they want he, he uh, they want connor to have had friends and they never thought he did so he kind of just goes all right okay and he's really awkward is evan at this point so he's like oh i'll just make it up so he sings this song and it's it's actually a really emotive song actually um i think you could kind, yeah. of, say, you could kind of say that it's um because obviously evan didn't have many friends because of his anxiety 
Yes. So not only is it trying to pretend that that happened, but also trying to think, what if I could have had that with a friend? Like, what what if that could have been real if we had actually been friends? So I guess you could look at it in two ways. That's a really interesting viewpoint yeah. on it. But it's actually for him as well. Mm. I know Chris and I have ranted about this show before we um, decided to do a podcast. That isn't something either of us came up with. That's a really interesting point. Yes, it is. Okay. That actually the whole kind of story is actually also for Evan himself. That's that's actually a really good point. And of course then, after Fall Forever, which is a beautiful song, um, like we have said, all the music in the show is beautiful, comes up what I think all of us have kind of said is our favourite song, which is when Evan realises, he said that they were contacting on secret emails and he realises after... Um, and this song is and as bad as it seems this song is so funny oh it's, it's hilarious, hilarious. Yeah. It, it's, it's fantastic and actually the song has some of the best comedian moments in the show yeah, it's great yes. I mean my, my favourite line in the whole show is in this which is of course <laughs> I rub my nipples and stop moaning with delight. It's just genius. It's just, where would you find that in another like another musical? I don't know. Maybe in the first scene in Balesque or something like that. I, I don't know. But it, for an emotional play like this, it's it's a very weird put, lyrics to put in. I know Mappy said she had another like favorite line in it. Yeah. What was your line you said again? At home, yeah. You've no idea how many times I've heard Chris ring me up and go, I rub my nipples and yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 right, Matthew, you're making that sound like we have a sexual relationship. I'd like to clarify we don't. <laughs> we don't. That is purely just for no. musical theatre references only. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, I don't do it every night. It's okay, I answer with <laughs> I dreamed a dream. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, this is what our podcast is, Maddie. <laughs> this is what you signed up to, Maddie, to join in. Oh god. <laughs> Why did I agree to this? <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Me and Matthew still don't know. Right, let's... I still don't really know who this podcast is for other than us. It's for Evan Hansen. Um, it's part of the Connor Foundation. Um, <laughs> right, let's move on. The Connor Murphy Project, yes. So obviously, Sincerely Me, highly recommended. Actually, I was asking Maddie, you haven't said it yet, you have another favourite line from that, don't you? That's not the same as mine. Oh, God. <laughs> Brilliant. Right, so we'll move a bit further. Yeah, no, go, go. uh, The song, for those of you who don't know, is staged between um, the three actors on stage. Yeah. You've got the ghost of Connor Murphy, you've got Evan Hansen, and you've got Jared. 
Jared is helping to write this email out. Evan Hansen is saying what he would like in there. And then it is being bounced off the ghost of Connor Murphy almost. Yes. Um, and between the three of them, they come up with something that kind of works, but is also terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm certainly for anybody Jared, you. Jared just goes ahead with whatever he wants to put down that they think yeah. is really funny. Yeah. Let's make these characters seem like they're gay, but they're really not. But then, but then Evan, start, Evan, Evan starts writing it, doesn't he? And then he's even worse. Like, he puts the line, I like my parents. And and it's like, what? I like my parents? Who says that? And he starts writing about trees. We shared a love of trees. And it's like, what? You'd be obsessed with our forest expertise. Absolutely not. <laughs> and this is why Maddie is a guest on this week's show. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so let's move... I know Let's move on from Sincerely Me. We'll probably keep bringing it back and mentioning it all the time. I'm sure we will. Um, so obviously, um, Evan takes all these emails to um, Connor's mum, and she is delighted. She's she loves them. She's like, oh my god, look at these secret emails. They're amazing. She she loves them. She puts a proper smile on her face. But she tries to get Zoe, so her daughter and Connor's sister, to read them, and she refuses. And then she sings Requiem, um, which is another gorgeous piece of music, um, where she's kind of, she's kind of, it's a very self-reflective, all the characters kind of have a moment, so a lot of the headline characters where they kind of have a moment of self-reflection and it's talking about their mental state, and this is a real look into Zoe's mental state, isn't it? Yeah. And she's grieving at this point as well, isn't she? So it's it's a very very I think it's yeah no go on Maddie. Worse for her. I think it's worse for her because um, like she never really spoke to her brother because he was going through a tough time with his mental health and the fact that he she never really had that connection with him. So all of a sudden it's like there was these secret emails that had been made that we weren't supposed to know about, but it's like so he did have a friend or supposedly he had a friend and it's just it's hard for her because she never knew any of this and suddenly her brother's gone there's so many blanks in there that she just doesn't know about her own brother yes there is and it's a it is a really emotional point and i think it's a it's a really important song actually because it helps us to actually give zoe her own identity because otherwise she's kind of just always mentioned in, in, in the play and through Evan's eyes as just being this girl that he wants, who who he likes. And actually to have her have her own yeah. song where she discusses her own emotions and that she never really got to know her brother and they never and he had his own problems and it's a it's a really important piece in the music in the musical and I'm glad it comes towards the act of act, end of act one because it starts to make you think about well actually is everything Evan's doing right. Is it right? It, 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 is he not just going to make them wonder, did they know him even less? Um, and has he got the right motives? Is he just doing it now because he wants to simply have a relationship with Zoe? Is that why he's doing it? So it really helps give Zoe her own identity, as I've said, and I think it's really, really important. But then the next song happens, because after Requiem, Zoe reads the letters and he sings, If I Could Tell Her, 
Because at the end of the song, yes. he tries to kiss her. Yeah, and this is for me where, I mean, for those of you who are out there and you know me, take the most pessimistic option possible and run with that. <laughs> so for me, his motives behind <laughs> what he's doing are basically, I want to dick that girl and... What? Hang on, hang on. This is like a bit from Sincerely Me. Like, I can just see... What? <laughs> 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 However, you can't say that throughout that, throughout basically the whole of the show, his motives aren't questionable. Because you can look at this as he lied to help a grieving family and make them feel better. Or he lied because he wanted to gain this relationship out of it. And either way, he did lie, and fair enough, but one of those is infinitely better than the other. And it's not the one that involves him getting it on with Zoe. Yes, I'd, compl I'd completely agree with that. I do think, actually, one of the things that I kind of, this song, that I kind of feel slightly sympathetic of is the fact that he has he has so little confidence in himself socially to be able to tell Zoe how he feels. He has to tell Zoe how pretty she is through his own words, but that a claim to have been written by Connor. So he, he's like, he almost still doesn't have the confidence to say to her how he feels. He has to pre pretend and go along with the these words were written by Connor because they're actually how he feels about her but he just doesn't have the confidence to say it so that does make me feel quite sad towards him but then again it does also give that idea of well he's using Connor who her, you know um, Zoe's dead brother to say how pretty she is yeah doesn't come across great yeah, it doesn't, does it really? If you think about it, it doesn't really come across great. But the song, and this is one of the things I think why we've said the music is so amazing, because I listen to the music and these whole ideas don't really come across in your head too much because the music is so enticing and Evan is played so well and he's also played, and one of the most important things to say is everyone I've seen who's played Evan have played amazingly how awkward he feels on stage. He feels so awkward, he looks so awkward, like in all the social situations he's in throughout the whole show, he genuinely looks terrified. And so that really helps. Yeah, and that and you you want you feel sympathy for him for that. So straight off the bat you're already feeling sympathy. So it doesn't the kind of this whole deep plot line, it kind of is just kind of washed aside. But for people who are a bit boffin like and like to actually think in depth about shows, you kind of start going, Well, what actually are the motives behind it. Anyway, we need to get on to the quiz, but before that there is one more song obviously I'd like to talk about which is at the end of Act 1. I'm just kind of skipping Disappear yes. and I apologise, it is a beautiful song um, and it's it's a really important song because it talks about people still mattering, there's a quote which is like you still matter and no one should be forgotten and it is important and that's why they kind of set up this Connor Foundation, but the end choral number, You Will Be Found, is 
amazing. It's oh, incredible. This is my favourite song in the show. Goosebumps. I know you said it was Sincerely Me, and Maddie, I don't think we've got onto your favourite song yet. Um, and that but... was my favourite song. Oh, was it? Oh, okay, super. Um, but yeah, for me, this one... Oof, you know how every show that's good has that moment where you go, oh, I'm welling up a little. Yeah. Oh, I might need a moment. This was that song. Okay. I cried during It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. The choral <laughs> number. It's. It kind of is. The song. It's about. It, one of the reasons I love it is because it's a choral number. Because the, a lot of the songs previously are done by individuals. And I've said there are a lot about talking about people's mental states and stuff, but You Will Be Found is gorgeous because you've got everyone kind of coming together and it's saying, you will be remembered, you will be found. And you, no one's alone. Yeah. And you're never yeah. alone. And that's really important for the show to do that because otherwise all it would be would be depressing with a split, with a few little drops of comedy. And what this does is say, you're not alone, yeah. you will be found. And it's gorgeous it's so beautiful and it's and it's the right song to end act one completely i think yes like you've had so many people that you love and care for and the people that are closer to those that have gone they they won't forget them but the people who went to school with them didn't really or uni didn't really have that interaction you're still not going to forget them like you need to keep people close to your heart whether you were close to them mentally and physically or not so yeah right i do think that this song that you will be found is the takeaway message of the yes, show i think so and i must admit uh, when i said that i welled up during this song the moment that got me is when um the murphy parents um cynthia and I can't remember his name. Is it Larry? It is. Uh, is it? Oh, brilliant. Right. Well done. Okay, when they come on stage and Larry basically breaks down mm. when he sees the response of this getting and how important yeah, it's Evan, this is. Important to note that the response is from Evan's speech, isn't it? That he does at the memorial for Connor. Yes. He does this incredible speech, mm. then it goes viral. And that's when, obviously, sorry, yeah. Larry's breaking down. Sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to make sure our listeners knew what this is going viral. It's Evan's speech that he does. Yeah, yeah. Okay, should we move on to the quiz? Yeah, Let's have a it's, quiz. It's a Let's, go on Should we have a quiz? Let's have a quiz. Come on, it's about time we had a quiz. So our quiz segment we call It's the Interval. And in it, I will be asking several Who Am I questions and several Finish the Lyrics questions with one bonus question for each of our guests today. So, without further ado, it's time that we did a quiz called It's the Interval! And in this, we will be asking you some questions on Finish the Lyrics and Who Are My Questions. You will both get five questions each, and then if it's a tie, we do have a tiebreaker, and if someone's already won, I'll ask the question anyway as a bit of a bonus question. So, as always, I always like the guests to start, so Maddie, you will be up first. And I will ask you to finish the lyrics. I've tried to be nice nice with these questions, because there, there could be some obscure ones, but I'm hoping these ones will be nice for you. So, Maddie, your first question is this. Joining at home...
Smashed it. One point straight away to Maddie. And that song, what's the song? It is for forever. That's not worth any points, but you're right. Yes, it's grab a scoop at Alan Mode. So, one nil to Maddie. Let's let's try Matthew. See how good you're feeling. Okay, right. This is a long yeah, lyric. This is a long lyric, and I need you to respond with the okay. two next lines. Okay. Okay. You ready? Okay. So, I gotta tell you, life without. Has been. Oh, one sec. Oh. Do you want it again? Uh, yeah, if you don't mind. Okay. I gotta tell you, life without you has been hard. Hard has been bad. Bad. Oh. Okay, you can have. I know he sincerely me if that gets me a point. Uh, it doesn't. Go oh, on then. No. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Maddie oh, for the steal. Has been rough. And what's the oh. next line after that? I've got it now. If that helps. Has been rough. Kinky. That's the one. It is. So it's. Um, I gotta tell you, life without you has been hard. Hard has been bad. Bad has been rough. Kinky. So and that yeah. is from Cecilia who's two nil to Dear Evan Hansen Superfan and starring Calamity Jane Maddie. So Question three for Maddie When you've fallen in a forest and there's nobody around Oh, that was quite an easy one. Please tell me that was right. It's yeah, it's spot on. So that's three nil to Maddie now. Uh, NPC, you've got some catching Come up on, to do here. Oh no! I and do, this one, yeah. I apologise that you're getting the hard ones, Matthew, but this how it's fallen. Oh, cheers! Right here we go. So brilliant. <laughs> question number four. Before I make yeah. the mistake. Before I lead with the worst of me. Sorry, could you repeat that please? Yeah, so that broke up a little. So it's before I make the mistake. Before I lead with the worst of me. That was flat, but hey ho, you don't need it in tune. It's, and I'll give you. Right. I will give you the song. The song is "Words Fail." Ah. Okay. Um. Right. Could you repeat it once again before you pass it over to Maddie, please? Yeah. So it's before I make the mistake. Before I lead with the word. Let them see the worst of me. Is correct. What if everyone knew what if everyone saw that's yeah. that's perfect. And then it's I never let them see the worst of me. It's that big worst note. I'm so glad um, I got that right because I didn't know it. Which is beautiful. So well done, Matthew. So that's three one. Three one. And the final question of finish the lyrics goes to Maddie. Well. 
So we've got a 4-1 in front. This one is quite an easy one, I think, again. Oh, so Maddie's landing some easy questions here. Really. Even when the dark comes <laughs> crashing through. Is that it? You didn't say anything. Um, we need someone to carry you. And the next bit? Is that it? Oh, uh, we need someone to carry you. When you fall in no. on the ground, you will be found. NPC? Is that right? Um, so it's <laughs> even when the dark comes crashing through, when you need a friend to carry you, and when you're broken on the ground. That is one point to NPC. However, someone is also used in the lyrics. So, I am tempted to give Maddie a half a point because there is it's actually friend and someone have both used in the song. So I'm going to score that as four and a half to Maddie, and it's two points to NPC. Two points to NPC. So he's now got because you got one right and Maddie stole one and got oh no you got two of yours right and got half in the last and you stole one so that's three and a half so three and a half to two to Maddie marvellous and we're now going on to who am I so in this question this round I'm going to ask you five questions describing five characters from Dear and Hansen all you need to do is tell me their name so we start off this round with Matthew so he can go within half a point now if he gets this right here's your question I am Evan's family friend I help him to write emails from him to Connor. Jared. That is Jared. So it's three to three and a half. Maddie, to keep your lead. Question two. I am a mother in the show, but I am not Evans. Who am I? Um. Give her a bit of a time. Heidi's incorrect. Heidi is the name of Evan's mother. So, chance for NPC to take the lead in steal. It's Cynthia Murphy. It is Cynthia Murphy. Well done, oh, NPC. He steals and goes four to three and a half ahead. Now, to push your lead even further, question three. song, Breaking the Glove. But I'm not Evan. Who am I? Is this a question for me? Yes. In which case it's Larry Murphy, Connor Murphy's father. Is correct. So it's now five to three and a half. Ooh. And Matt. This is really going to test you. So you really oh need this as well. Question four for Maddie. I am the other character besides Evan whose actor or actress won a Tony Award. Which character am I? So Evan Hansen, played by Ben Platt, won a Tony. And another actress, I'll give you a clue, it's an actress in the show, won a Tony Award. But what role was she playing? 
character or the person who the character it? please was it Zoe it goes on offer that's incorrect NPC chance to steal so brown. So I know it was uh, Rachel Jones who won the t Tony, wasn't it? You have to give me the actors. Uh, Rachel Bay Jones, which would make. You want the character name? Character you? name. So that would be Heidi Hansen, wouldn't it? Is the correct answer. It is. Rachel Bay Jones won a Tony Award for Best Supporting Actress for playing Heidi Hansen. So that makes the scores. Six to three and a half, which means that NPC has won the quiz without answering this final question. Oh, well, well done to him, but we'll play on anyway because it's always a bit of fun. Okay, so NPC, your question, or Matthew. I mean, I've always referred to you as Matthew on the podcast, and now I've decided NPC <laughs> today. I work with Evan. <laughs> I work with Evan on the Connor project, and I become suspicious later in the play of his emails to Connor. Who am I? Oh, um, who, who is this to answer it? You. Oh, in which case it's Alana Beck? Is the correct answer. Well done, NPC. You've smashed this quiz. Well done. So, we'll have the bonus question anyway. And it much. is, as always, my bonus question is a nice one to get you thinking at home and for you too. What is the last line in the play? Yeah, go for it. By all means, please. Oh, I don't know if I've got it right now. Um, okay, I'm just going to say... Um... Oh, thinking time. I want to say you will be found. Is the wrong answer. Over to Matthew. Um, yeah, you can have it back because I've got no okay. idea. Okay, <laughs> the line is actually the second to last line as well. It's sung twice at the end of the finale. And it's said, sung by Evan, and he's on his own in the orchard. And oh. he looks up. I think I've got it then. Yeah. Is it sincerely me? It's not, no. Uh, and he, in a very emotional way, very sad, but also with this kind of like light in his eyes, like he he knows everything's going to be all right now, because he's kind of accepted who he is. He says, "All I see is sky for forever," and that's it. And the show ends. That is the last line of the play. So that was my nice little tricky one that I took in at the end, my bonus yeah. question. And twice in a week it's been the last line, so maybe that's a clue. So thank you for joining us on the uh, It's the Interval segment. So we will be having our little musicy bit, and then we'll be back talking all things Evan Hansen, the second act, before we finally have our other fun two extra segments. So we'll be back in a moment.
So that's our quiz done, and now we're going back on the production. And quickly through that and talking about the songs and obviously the key moments in that uh, as well. Um, and it kind of all kicks off with a Sincerely Me reprise, which can never go wrong, um, where he is it's from Evan and it's with Connor, is there, and he's kind of reflecting on how, how things are and he's it's a lot of the focus is on Zoe and his relationship with the Murphys and how he feels kind of neglected by his mum in a way um, and he's kind of been a bit distracted from the from from the Connor project and obviously because they had that kiss didn't they um, before you'll be found after the speeches he's done that speech that's really moving um, he's kind of just become a bit focused on his relationship with Zoe rather than Connor or the Connor project um, but it's still interesting the fact that Connor is the person he sees when he's kind of talking to himself which I find quite interesting that's I, I, why do you think that is why do you think he keeps seeing Connor why, why, why is that why does he keep seeing him in his subconscious so for me it's gotta be part of well if it was me in his position, it would be the guilt that I lied about this, um, and therefore it's haunting me. Almost like it's haunting. I like that. I yeah. know some people may well have it. it may, people may well have different interpretations, and as they should. Um, what I'm saying right here is my opinion, and nothing more. Um, but and our our, our listeners, Matthew, knows that your opinion is about. just normally shit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Salt, a couple of bits of paracetamol, um, <laughs> and a full glass of gin. Yes. <laughs> but um, for me, it is the guilt that he's lied about all of this. He's taken this tragic thing that happened to somebody who he didn't really know he didn't really care about in any kind of way and he's kind of played it off himself to almost make an and yes he's doing good things with that in theory however his focus throughout all of the scenes where we see the Connor project being or the Connor Murphy project rather being discussed it's not on Connor or the good things that the Connor Murphy project can do it's his relationship with either his mother the Murphys Zoe it's not about I want to help people it's that's I want to help me that's really important that comment actually because that's something that I'm sure we'll bring back up at the finale because obviously that takes place in the orchard yeah. that is built with the funds from the Connor project and it's a really reflective moment for Evan so that's actually a really good comment how about for you Maddie how why do you think he keeps seeing Connor in his like subconscious what what do you think that means for you I mean I have to agree with uh, Matt on this one actually because um, it's like he has he has actually become more confident through this but not in a good way because he's used He's used the whole 
Connor passing to get to Zoe and although he wants other people to know that you should never forget the ones that have gone it's almost like look what I've done look at this like my mum wanted me to be more confident and that's exactly what I've done but not in the right way so I feel like he he has done the right thing but in the complete wrong way and that's that's actually a really really apt comment isn't it because for me the scene that follows this song is probably the most important acted scene not sung in the whole play when um heidi comes in and she starts asking him about connor and why he she didn't why he didn't tell her about connor why he didn't tell her about the uh, connor project and that he's the president apparently and she's not been told a single thing and it gets really heated and really angry and it's it's all it, when i've seen it on the stage you know, a couple of times it looks like when i was that age and i would have them fights with my mum like it was so real how they've managed to do this scene and it's the hateful stuff he says like you're never here you're never around and all this and and she's saying i am your mother and all this like why aren't you talking to me and it's what for me what i love about this it's the doubling of both the characters of their songs i say it's not really doubling that's the wrong term to use actually it's the repetition of their songs being acted so for the start the mother's song that she has um does anybody have a map is about she doesn't know how to be a parent and that how frustrating that is now she feels like she's blind she's flying blind and so she's so frustrated so she vents and gets really angry and Evan was talking about waving through a window how he has no confidence and no hope and now he's found something and now he's his mum's getting angry at him for it I mean in obviously their situation is specific to them and to many other people who have come from a single parent family um have their own issues etc however i speak as somebody who didn't necessarily have that um but my opinion is he's kind of taking out his frustration that he i'm possibly not phrasing this very well and could blame whiskey for that but we're not going to um but i do think he's frustrated that he's lying through all of this and he feels guilt mm, yeah and he's taking that out on his mother who granted could be around more but she's working fucking hard to give him money and a life that he needs and because he wants to go to college as well, doesn't he? And I kind of so feel sorry that. Yeah, absolutely. And to let's be honest, in America, that is bloody expensive. Yeah. I I feel genuinely sorry for her because uh, she, within reason, takes this all on the chin that the son has what appears to be. I mean, I know it's all bollocks, but what appears to be a rather important bit of his life he's kept completely hidden from her and then has lashed out when she's tried to be interested 
and yeah. basically found what could almost be the one foible in her parenting style that she isn't around as much as maybe she would like to be and is probably attacking her with that one fact yes I, I genuinely feel sorry for her I do in this scene I feel really sorry uh, what, for what, her what do you think that be I think it's it's hard for parents like um, parents who work full time in long hour jobs to be there for kids who, especially when like um, they're an only child and their other parent isn't in the house with them. The fact that at that current time, Evan is going through so much and like his mental health isn't quite there and he needs that support and she can't help working she needs to do that for him to be able to raise him but they need that time together and when that's available he doesn't want it and when it isn't available he's just on his own so it's harder it's hard for both of them i i think that there's no really easy way yeah, there's no in between, is there? Really, it's it's kind of like they're both kind of at loggerheads, and they're both angry and frustrated. And I don't think it's, I don't think Heidi kind of denies that she's not around enough. She knows that, and I think that's why she's also so upset that she she doesn't know this. Like she doesn't know who this guy is. She doesn't know who Connor is, and apparently it was Evan's best friend. And she's like, well, it, I think that's kind of her getting angry at herself as well. So it's kind of both of them getting angry at their own yep. selves rather yeah. than each other but that's how they let it out like she, feels yeah. like, she, like she feels like she should know what is going on as far as the audience is aware as far as she is aware the only thing that she has to hear from him is his letters that he writes to himself if yes. she looks over them she doesn't see any relationships with other people or he doesn't tell her if he has friends or not he just he, he's in his own world in, in fact yeah that, so there's when a, she finds out that yeah, there's a perfect line isn't there that links into that where he says i don't let them see the worst of me he doesn't it's a it, it's so apt to what you're yes. saying in, in what you're saying that it's, it's a great comment yeah. because he doesn't when evan's feeling really low and that's one of the things with all the characters they weren't aware that Connor was feeling low. They're not aware of uh, his mum's not telling about the problems and how she's feeling, and Evan's not talking about his problems. So th they're all kind of got this bottled up yeah. mental state that they're all not doing very well at all. And but none of them are talking about it. Yeah, and I know he's saying this, but the fact that she's not around, he doesn't feel like he can go and talk to her about these things. Yeah. And that because she's constantly working and he's constantly on his own in his room. There's just no connection being made. They're sort of moving further apart, and that's awful. Well, he does make a bit of a connection in the next scene, doesn't he? Because he um, he runs away from the argument. He goes around to the Murphys, and he has that moment with um, Larry in um, breaking in a glove, which is kind of him forming that yeah. kind of father bond almost. Um, and I know, and I see you said you well, look, you really like this song. Sorry, NBC. I was just saying. I, 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 was that towards me? 
No, I know Matthew was saying how he liked this song, Breaking a Glove. Yes, uh, very much so. I I think it is, as you said, a parental moment he's building with the father he never had. And you see, for me, in the first half when I first saw this show, I was... being the jaded person I am, I was a little suspicious of Larry's relationship with Connor, whether uh, there was some tension there that we were going to find out about, because when I first saw this, I went into this show blind, not listened to the music, not watched it before, just saw it. And so I was expecting kind of the big reveal to be Larry's an evil man. No, he's not. He is really quite nice and sweet, and he genuinely wanted the best for a son. And he did it in a way that he thought was proper. And so he has that moment that presumably he'd always imagined he would have with Connor. And they never got around to it because it wasn't the time, unfortunately, but he has like, that note with Evan. I feel like the, the relationship between uh, Connor and his dad is quite similar to the relationship between Evan and his mum. Yes. Because yeah. Evan and his mum, obviously, they have that difficulty with relationships, like they're trying to stay connected and it's just not working, but they're still trying. And unfortunately for Connor and his dad, it's too late for them. They they yeah. didn't try enough, but now Connor's not there, and that's why Heidi is trying is trying so hard with Evan to make their relationship better than unfortunately Larry and Connor's was. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, and I think one of the things yeah. we're finding is that Evan's trying to form relationships with people, and he's doing pretty well actually. But it's always under this facade, so yeah. it's, it was interesting to see him. Larry kind of really opens up to him, and you still... It's a beautiful moment, because Evan obviously seems like he's enjoying the attention of... And he needs this fatherly bond, but it's also... There's also that moment in my mind when I watch it, and I'm like, but is it real? Does Evan believe it? Yes, absolutely. Because... Yeah. I, a part of me thinks he absolutely does. And I think he is forgetting everything that's gone past, possibly because, and this does tie into the opening of Act 2 where he's had to go with his mum for not being there, Larry is there and is willing to spend the time and kind of initiates a lot of the conversation in this scene, um, certainly throughout the song he does as well. Um, yes. And I must admit, I now know how to break in a glove, which is fantastic. Um, something I will definitely get use of in the UK. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, we do see, because he complains that his mum doesn't have time, Larry does have time, I do think he is basically displacing his own parental issues and moving on to somebody who he can have a relationship with yeah. regardless of what's going on with 
the Connor saga or the lying, I do think those emotions must be genuine because of the phenomenal scene between Evan and Heidi uh, that's just gone before it. Yes. Yeah. Shall we? So after this song, after this song. Oh, no, sorry. Go on, go on, Maddie. song and we go to another song with Evan with Zoe yes which is yeah. called Only Us and it's an interesting song because yeah. in it Zoe kind of together it needs to be without without ever being the conduit of Connor yes and I think it needs to be strictly them yes mm, it needs to yeah. be strictly them and it's kind of it's kind of what Evan always wanted and he's kind of now got to that stage but he's got there in questionable ways and that makes you think that now he's got what he wants is it real because it's not real he's got what he wants but it's yes. not how he sh it should be because in the back of his mind he knows he's still yeah. got this confession to make and the longer and longer this play is going on the more and more suspicious people are becoming the more and more his mum's asking questions and the more and more this pressure is building on Evan constantly and constantly from characters who are now he's getting closer and closer to and as the relationships go more serious it becomes less about Connor and more about Evan and more about him and can he hold this secret which he can't because the next scene is obviously another I don't really want to dwell on this too much because it is a very similar kind of fight situation to what happened with um with earlier with the mum scene in the acting but this becomes into a song which is good for you where obviously Evan and his mum they're having there's this fight over Evan and him being deceptive because the Murphys have said they're gonna pay for Evan's college fund um, out of what they would have given to Connor yeah. and it just kind of sends into a fight but we're gonna move on from that because I think we've talked a lot about Evan's mum and the fight kind of situation um, so we do move on from that and 
there comes a point now where his relationships are now starting to fade with all characters. So his relationship with his mum after Good For You is down at rock bottom. And now Jared, the family friend, is refusing to fix the emails. He won't. He doesn't want to fix them, like because there's loopholes in them. And he says he's yeah. not going to fix them. And Evan starts threatening him and saying, well, if you try and expose me, I'm going to expose you. Because you wrote them. And you set up the fake emails. So... Evan then yep. has a reprisal, and one of the things the song does really well is it reprises some of the really impactful songs from the first half. So at this point, it reprises For Forever, where Evan kind of decides that he should confess to what he's done. Um, and he it can, it comes to this with Connor in his mind again, this subconscious Connor. And that's a really important moment in the play where, where, where Evan decides, I have to confess. I have to tell people I've lied. Yep. And then it changes all again when Alana is starting to figure things out and she's doubting the truth. She, Evan's kind of given up on the Connor project. He's been off with Zoe. She's seeing all the loopholes in the emails. And then she... ...finds the letter Evan wrote to himself. And then she puts that online. And it goes everywhere. And now Connor's parents are being blamed yeah. for everything. So they're getting a lot of negative press. So yes, You'll Be Found gets reprised again. And then comes, and this is what I do want us to move on and talk about, is when... He goes to their house and he admits... This to try and help them it was not malicious um, and they all walk out they all leave in disgust his mum and Zoe yep. don't look at him sorry um, yep. Connor's mum and, and Zoe don't look at him and Larry having had this moment goes up and looks at him and then just walks away and then he sings Words Fail which is a beautiful song It is, yeah. I do think that moment with Larry is really quite important because we had that beautiful parental scene previously, yeah. uh, the uh, breaking the glove, and, and it, it's a proper moment of betrayal. Yeah. And they bonded that such a strong connection, and the fact that it, mm. it's pretty much saying we made that connection, we we got closer, and now you just throw it all back in my face. And yeah. Yeah. And words words fail for me is when Evan is at rock bottom. It everything has collapsed. His relationship with Zoe's collapsed. Jared doesn't like him anymore. His relationship with Larry's collapsed. He's just had the scene where his mum now hates well, he thinks his mum hates him. And in words fail, he just says yeah. I never and he's saying the line, I never let them see the worst of me. He repeats that in this. But he's not in the play, but we can. We see the worst of him in this song when he is so low, because you can see him so low in this. And it's almost when, when I've seen it done on stage, it's re this is the song for me that's the most one of the most emotive bits in the whole production. And 
he, he questions himself and when he's feeling this low in this song he says the line would, li would they like what they saw or hate it too and it's almost like he's saying to himself he hates himself yeah. he hates himself for what he's done it's an incredible moment in the play um, Maddie, what do you this moment for you words fail I think it's a real staple point as I've just been saying how does this bit make you feel? Because I think it's such an important bit in the in the play. I think it's really hard for him. It's really difficult because since the start of the whole show, all he's wanted to do is make friends and all he's wanted to do is, like, just try and... I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain, but he's he's gone through this journey of trying to make a difference and trying to make sure that people aren't forgotten and when it's all comes crumbling back down on him it's like what have i done wrong i tried i've i've gone further like i've gone to the point that my mum wants me to go to she wants me to go out Matthew, what about you? This moment, words fail. I must admit, I kind of agree with Maddie there. Um, yeah, it, uh, the song itself is absolutely beautiful, um, but it is a really dark chapter in his time. Um, until this point, you could almost see he's gotten away with it. Yeah, and then. It all comes crashing down, and he can't get out of this in any other way. Um, there's nothing that he could say or do to repair the damage that he's caused, and he just kind of has to absorb what he's done and try and move on if that's possible. And at that moment, I'm, I would assume he's probably thinking. It's not possible. Yes. And Thinking then... The worst. Yeah. And, yeah. And what do we all do when we're at our lowest? Well, I know what I do. There's one person I ring when I'm upset. Yeah. It's my mum. It's my mum. I always yeah. went... And I've had some really bad moments recently in lockdown, and the person I speak to all the time is my mum. And that's what happens. It's amazing, actually. I think this is beautiful, is that... Uh, Heidi sees the suicide note online and she recognises it as it's Evans, it's his own work it's what he was writing to himself and instead of kicking yep. off again, she apologises, she gets emotional and she says she's sorry she never knew Evan was hurt this much and that she shouldn't have been there and that's when Evan in turn admits that the cast on his arm which I'm modelling but not with Connor on it um, should we just, just try and stick graffiti through the screen? Yeah, go on. <laughs> I, I should it's get one those... of those things we should edit in post. 
Yeah, I could get. I could try and get the word paint to scroll across. Paint Connor to go across it. You know. <laughs> Yeah, just, and um, and he was on the stage. Um, <laughs> it would be brilliant. Okay, no. So I, I was just saying that actually. So there's this moment, isn't there, when so obviously she's apologised, yeah. and then Evan admits that this cast he's got, he vaguely suggests it was almost a suicide attempt. Yeah. Um, he fell out of a tree. she starts talking about Evan's father leaving and how she realised that they need each other more than anything and how she needs to be there for him and then comes this absolutely gorgeous song So Big So Small and I think the whole the thing the whole storyline about the friend I'm not gonna lie I hate I don't like it right I don't like him faking to be his yep. friend I think it's fucking shit I think it's awful, right? We just covered the Roaring Girls, which was an amateur, which was an amateur production, and it's it's crap. But to me, the best storyline that is really meaningful is the relationship he has with his mother, and this song is incredible because it's it's basically in word. To me, I hear this song and I think it's almost a promise. It is her promising that she will yeah, be there. So big, so small. Yeah, it's a promise. She's uh, to, yeah, that song. Uh, so big, so small. I'm saying uh, to me when I listen to that, I hear it almost as like a promise from his mum to say to him, "I'm going to be there, and we need to be together and stick to with yeah. each other." And I think it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And. Go on, Matthew. Sorry, I thought you were saying something there. No, um, I was just going to say, for me, this is where the show should have ended. Disagree. It, it carries on a little bit further, but as you say, powerful moments. Yes. This, for me, is kind of where it should have ended, almost. I think I would agree with you in maybe saying that this scene should be switched with the finale scene. I st still think the finale right. scene is, adds an important bit in the narrative. And not to aid Connor, but for Evan as a character. Because th right. there are three things I think that Evan has completely wrong. Or he can't understand, or that are wrong in his life. And those are Connor, which I think is a shit plot line. I've already said that. Um, right. His relationship with his mother is something that is always going wrong. And his relationship with himself. That yeah. he isn't happy with himself. Yeah. He can't see... He know, He almost seems like he accepts he's out of place. He's waiting through a window, no one's responding. He feels trapped. Yeah. And so to move to the final song, the finale, he meets Zoe in the orchard, yeah. which was bought by the Connor Fund, 
and he apologizes and Zoe says kind of dismisses it and says that it's actually brought them closer together and a quote is that she said is that everyone needed it for something they needed Connor to have this purpose um, and actually it kind of makes yeah. Evan see that he, what he did was wrong some of it was good and that actually kind of accepts himself that he's not an inherently bad person and that he doesn't have to be socially awkward all the t all the time, and he can accept who he is and the situation he's in. I, I think that's largely because before that scene, he actually builds that relationship with his mother, so it kind of works chronologically if you think about it like that. Because he can't, f I don't think he'd be able to yeah. find that confidence if he didn't have that relationship with his mum beforehand. Um, and the last line, yeah, which I said. Yes, and the last line in the pl in the play, which I mentioned in the quiz, all I see is sky for forever. That line. So it's a beautiful end off. Yeah, and actually. also. content there on Evan Hansen we've given you a good insight so please go and watch it there are maybe some full videos on YouTube which I've not just endorsed uh, because they are wholly legal um, <laughs> just, all I'll say is slime Evan Hansen that's all I'm gonna say um, so, <laughs> just go on YouTube yeah, and maybe search that. okay so anyway let's Thank you for tuning in for our podcast. We're going to do our, our last little fun segment now because we always like to end on funny, fun notes. We have our one song glory where we choose our best song from the musical that you should absolutely listen to. And we have director's cut, which is a little shorter this week. It's just a, it's just a little quick one for to get you thinking. So we'll join you after our little jingle. So hello and welcome to our final joint segment of One Song Glory and Director's Cut. In One Song Glory, in honour of Rent, as said each week, One Song Glory, we will choose our favourite song each. We all get one choice, and they cannot be the same as each other's. 
and you must provide a reason why that is your favourite song from the production and then together we will decide who gave the best reasoning and why their song should be one, our one song glory and that is our one song we recommend to you as if you're not going to listen to the whole musical if you don't really want to or want to get a feel for this musical you should listen to this one song. Now I made Matthew start last week and I made our guest start as well in our last podcast so I think it's probably about time I start um, which I don't, I don't know why I've done this to myself. I don't know why I've done this to myself because I still haven't decided what I'm gonna choose. So I don't know why I've done this. Okay. My my choice is my choice is gonna be this on the basis that I can't choose a song with Connor in it because, as I have detailed, um. I think that whole plotline shit. So I'm gonna have to choose a song which I think is has a meaning to me. And the thing that connected most to me was um, the connection between Evan and his mum. And I think the epitome of that is so big, so small. So that is my one song glory choice for this this pop this this musical. And I will then force Maddie now into a choice. So your one song glory. a very good choice I mean it's such a good choice I might start rubbing my nipples and moaning with the light but maybe not that might not be that might not be what what our viewers want to see uh, on camera but if you're listening in it's fine I'll just say I've done it I'm rubbing them right now and over to Matthew then what's your one song glory so for me it is You Will Be Found and I agree with you Chris that the Connor Murphy storyline is a bit of a letdown oh, always the fucking politician the always the fucking politician it's a bit of a letdown <laughs> always <laughs> I work for the civil service. You sit so, on the fence, um, don't you? I just go it shit. <laughs> Look, that storyline is not handled anything like as well as it should be. There we but go. Politician. This show has been deemed important for this discussion on young people's mental health and issues revolving around suicide, which, as we know, is a very big issue yes. a lot of people do take their lives and do feel 
that life is not worth continuing. That is horrific, but this song, You Will Be Found, that you are important to somebody, you matter, you need to stay with us. That in itself is a beautiful and powerful statement that I think more people need to hear. And this song gets that across. Yeah. I think, you know what, that's, that, that was beautiful Matthew, I think you've, I, I'm sold. I, I think as long as Maddie is in agreement, I think it has to be that song on the basis of it's really important and it is something not talked about what well, all i'm saying is him yeah. pretending to be his friend is what i thought is a bad really bad plot line but yeah. you're right and that song is something that could be a beacon of hope to people and if people are going to listen to one song and they are feeling yeah. low and they've got issues that's the song they should listen to so Maddie, if you're all right with that, I'd like to put You'll Be Found as our one song glory for, for Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah. Brilliant. 100%. So there we I, go. I, I think that's the perfect one. There we go. So You'll Be Found. Congratulations, Matthew, is our one song glory for Dear Evan Hansen. Now time for the director's cut. Thank and this oh, is God. quite a fun oh, one. Okay. Now... I want, this has got to be a funny answer, okay, so I want a non-serious answer. In Dear Evan Hansen, one right. of the most recognisable things in the production is Evan's shirt, his stripy blue shirt. Okay, I want you to come up with in 40 seconds, as always, you at home who listen in regularly will know, you genuinely get 40 seconds. I do not give you any extra time. You have 40 seconds to come up with the funniest alternative outfit that Evan should wear regularly besides the stripy blue shirt. And I will play the jingle and give you 40 seconds starting now. So that's 40 seconds. I have given you 40 seconds, haven't I? No word of a lie, it has been 40 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Irritatingly so. So, you now have to tell me your alternative outfit for Evan Hansen, besides his stripy blue top, and Matthew got away with not starting first with our last guest, so he's going to have to start first this time. So, Matthew, I want your alternative outfit. Funny alternative outfit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, funny, yes. Um, so... Chris, are you familiar with the British TV show Would I Lie to You? I am with, indeed. Uh, Lee Mack and David Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. So basically, I would like him to be wearing a shirt with the Would I Lie to You logo, with on one side Lee Mack's face having a go at David Mitchell, who's having a go right back. <laughs> Would I lie to you? And he'd have to wear it for the majority of the show, lying to literally every cast right. member and character. Yes. And on his shirt is, would I lie to you? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be difficult to beat, Maddie. But 
Yes. What have you got for us? Yes. But I, I, I'm not very good at this. Well, you're So basically, hang on, hang on. So basically, your idea is to so to replace a stripy blue shirt is to have a non-blue pattern shirt, and then just stick a jumper on it. No, it needs to be like it needs to look really like smart, but his clothing is like really ugly. <laughs> so he needs to wear ugly smart clothes. So you want to dress him, you want to dress him in an oversized, ugly, smart clothing. So you want to dress him like Matthew is what you're saying. <laughs> when she said second shirt, I must admit, I did start to worry. Right, so if you watch on YouTube, if you watch on YouTube, then you can clearly see what Matthew's wearing. If not, he's wearing a very smart blue tuxedo with a very questionable shirt underneath. Um, and we'll leave. And we'll leave it. And we'll leave. Um, so my decision is the winner of the director's cut this week is. I'm afraid, Maddie. I am going to side with Matthews. Would I? Would I lie to you? I do think that is genius. Um, I think that's genius. I didn't even want to play this round. Yeah, fair enough. So. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, that is it from us. Besides our last segment, we are going into now, which is our review segment, and we don't review things normally on our podcast. We do it in our own theatre style. So join us for the last few moments where we go to take our. now going to do our take our seat segment in this i'll just give you a brief explanation of what this is so instead of doing one to five or ten out of ten we do our own little theater version where you have to sit somewhere you uh, and it's a ranked t seating system so obviously the best seats in the theater are the box seats and we currently have only one production in there so far that is lame is and then we have the stalls and just missing out on the box was the producers who are in the front row of the stalls and then we've got the dress circle, which is reserved for those kind of 
averagely good musicals. Then we've got the gallery, which is musicals that require a lot of improvement, but are worthy still of going to a theatre to watch, and that's where we put the Roaring Girls in our last episode. And then, of course, we have the ditch outside, which if you just feel that something is so bad, we'll just throw it in the ditch. So, bear in mind all the other ones we have ranked so far, and our tier system. I'm going to ask our guest as normal to first give me your seating. Where are you going to sit in our theatre? So you've got the box, you've got the box, you've got the stalls, you've got the dress circle in the middle, you've got the gallery and you've got the ditch. I'd probably say, um, I'd probably say the stalls. Okay, and why why are you going to sit there? So, Maddie is putting it in the stalls. So, Matthew, where are you sitting? Um, well, as you said, Les Mis was top tier. We then had the producers, which, whilst rated very, very highly, was not quite there. I must admit, I'm probably going to go with In the Dress Circle. Um, the musical does a lot of things right. They're are still some things I think could be improving, um, particularly, uh, I mean, we've mentioned it before, but particularly resolving around the um, Connor Murphy story arc. Yes. So Matthew is in the dress circle and Maddie is in the stalls. And you know, before... I don't... I came into this and I straight away, before having really kind of rewatched it all again, I thought, you know, I'm going to slay the dress circle. And having rewatched it a few times, I've really come to appreciate it a lot more, especially looking at some of the themes in it, and especially how it tackles mental health and relationships within families. Um, and I really don't know, because I've got to decide here, and I think. To me, it's a question of, it's not a question of is it going to sit in the front of the stalls like the producers. It's whether is it at the back of the stalls or is it at the front of the dress circle. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I'm struggling because I think it's one of those where I really don't know. So I'm going to do something we've never done before in this podcast. I'm going to let our listeners decide. I can't decide. I can't do it. So I am going to create a poll. 
for all our listeners and you can decide and in a couple in a week's time we will reveal where you have put dear Evan Hansen whether you want it at the back of our the back of the stalls or the front of the dress circle because I can't do it I can't do it I part of me says it should go at the front of the dress circle and part of me says it deserves to be in those stalls so it's over to you now you have to decide so we look forward to hearing from you and where you're going to put it and so what we've basically said is we don't know how to rate this one why don't you tell us what you think um, it's funny because when I went to go see this we were sat at the front of the gods we were sat at the front of the gods so oh. that's kind of like hmm, what do you like wow. I couldn't really see the lot yeah. <laughs> well, just out of interest, yeah. when we're wrapping up now, what favourite part of the show? What's my favourite part? Taking part, everything yeah? into account, yeah. Yeah. moment is not a song in the musical it's an acted scene and it is a scene uh, where Heidi confronts Connor uh, uh, confronts Connor confronts Evan about Connor and the Connor Foundation um, and the argument they have because I think it's beautifully done that's my favourite scene don't think the musical okay interesting see for me um, I know that you guys have gone for kind of the actors on stage and these heavily plot-driven scenes. But for me, it's the lighting. Okay. Lighting I absolutely love throughout. Um, the way that it makes that set seem so much more intimate to an audience member, and the way that the lighting is used to change scenes, I think is brilliant. Yes. It's a really cleverly done. I love the beginning bit. I love right, right, right at the start. Mm. Beginning, um, when they have the the phone alarm going off, um, the the ringtone, mm. you know, and just the whole fact that it's all based, it's all like using technology to do this whole show. Obviously, to do the show, but in the show, like it's all using technology and Foundation Connor website, you know. And I love the fact, I love how they've done that how they put like Instagram and Snapchat and social media and the news representations on little on see-through pillars it's so cool it's so cool yeah. I mean a massive bill it must have had a massive bill but um <laughs> huge but um that's, that's so cool yeah so cool well brilliant brilliant thank you all for that thank you for that extra mention of lighting at the end 
This has been a wonderful podcast. Special thank you to Maddie for joining us. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me. It's been great. Brilliant. Well, we will hopefully have you back. There are rumours going around that you are a big fan of Everybody Loves Jamie, which I'm sure is something we will cover later in our podcast. So, hope, so if you'd like to, we'll, we'll bring you back and you can talk to us about that as well. Um, but for now, Fantastic. that's it from Maddie. So you can say your tatars. Thank you very much. And that's uh, thank you from Matthew and uh, goodbye from me. And as always, we'll introduce what the next next podcast is going to be over our exit blues. But thank you for tuning in to Two Beards on Broadway. I've been Chris, your host. We've had Matthew, our co-host, and our special guest, Maddie. And from us all, thank you very much. And we will see you all soon. Stay safe. So thank you once again for tuning in to Two Brits on Broadway. As always, we will tell you what's coming up next. And it's Matthew's choice. So Matthew, what's next? Well, I did think long and hard about this. And then I thought about which shows I really, really like. Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, okay, so that is our choice for next week. Thank you once again for me, Maddie, and Matthew for tuning into our podcast this week on Dear Evan Hansen. Remember, check out our Facebook page and go vote for whether it should be in the dress circle at the front or the back of the stalls. And we'll see you next week for all things Hunchback. Stay safe out there. Thank you for tuning in.